On today's podcast, we're in John chapter 19 and are continuing to walk through the events in Jesus' life leading up to his resurrection. While last week we looked at his arrest, this week we look at his trial, crucifixion, and death on the cross. We're talking more about what Jesus meant when he said, It is finished, and about who his redeeming work was actually for. It's a great discussion today. Thanks for joining. This is After the Message. All right. Well, hey, guys. Good to, good to see you today. Hey, hey Mike. See you, Mike. There's the moment. There, there, it, right. is. there, there Mike. it is. I'm trying to figure so, out what Sean would say so we can say the same thing. I missed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't matter what we say. Josh says, hey, Mike, so loud. We just kind of get dragged out. <laughs> hey, and, uh, Mike. It's, well, so uh, but, but I always feel really welcomed. Uh, yeah, well, you should. Yeah, yeah. Brad is excited to have you. Mm. Yeah, we're just well, fired up. We love Mike. Glad it's good to be wanted. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want you to. So, wow, was Come that, on. Was that a going. secular song? Do you like that? Yes, it was. Yes, we're going to lead was. in with that with the intro. You heard it, Corey? Can you make that happen? Thanks. Yeah, our theme song's changing starting next week. <laughs> um, anyway, hey, so um, uh, I hear. I hear that uh, we actually had a, a listener write in and, mm. uh, and just express uh, their appreciation for this podcast. Get this, folks, from Montana. It's got to be a record. Joe so, Montana. Wow. Yes. No, I don't think it was Joe Montana. <laughs> oh, but, uh, oh, from Montana. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Either way, I'm excited. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'd be, we'd be tell, telling a different story if that were the case. But um, <laughs> No, so I, you know, I, I think it's always important to acknowledge when when yeah. we actually know we have listeners. Yes. So, <laughs> especially so, welcome. You're number we seven. Tell whose grandmother it was? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Come on, yeah. somebody fess up. I have no relatives that I know of in Montana, but um, yeah, I but, don't think I have any family members who listen to this. Really? Uh, oh. I'm pretty sure my wife would say I've never heard one single podcast. You know, I think <laughs> so the only I time mine has either. I, I think the only time I know my wife is listening to this podcast is when she's in the car with me. Yes. Listening to yes. Yes. So, so Keenan, our biggest fans. Surprisingly, Keenan does. Hmm. Really? Yeah, and, but your son, Keenan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but he and I are kind of very similar in the way we 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 intake information mm-hmm. best. Audibly, yeah, mm-hmm. and so he's he's a podcast listener, so he listens to a lot of podcasts, yeah. and so it's just kind of his thing. Yeah, the yeah. rest of my family would be that's boring. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, so. but um, no, but I, I mean, I am always encouraged by you know, yeah, absolutely, and, and we make fun of it here, but I but I think there are there are a lot of people, uh, particularly in our church, our, our church body. Um, that that have found great value in this mm. podcast, and so I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I just found myself appreciative this past week, yeah. even as I go back and listen, which I'm always listening with a critical ear. Right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what did you say that was just really dumb? <laughs> like you shouldn't do that anymore. Um, what did Mark say? <laughs> yes, I'm always listening for what did Mark say that was really dumb that yes. I could tell him not. Well, that to ought do. to make you yeah. feel better. <laughs> right? hear what I said. At least but, I didn't sound like that, dude. <laughs> um, but I just found myself really appreciative that we could we could have a forum like this to engage yeah, in these kinds good. of topics mm-hmm. and 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 that people actually find value in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. but anyway, so so this is a you know of course a, a really special season we're, we're coming up on this this coming weekend will be Easter Sunday and. Um, and so, which makes yesterday, mm. uh, as of, uh, since we're recording on Monday, yesterday was Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a little bit of a different service structure. Like we, mm-hmm. we did things a little bit differently than we normally would, which was, um, 
certainly different, but I think fresh and, and mm-hmm. just kind of, it felt different. Mm-hmm. It did. So, um, yeah, thoughts, just any comments or thoughts as, before we dive into the deeper things? Well, it, 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 it kind of jumped out at me. We, we get in a routine of this, 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 sermon, we're out. Yeah, um, a little kind of the formula mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was, I, do, I think fresh was a good word. Uh, what I loved about it is it was intentional that each piece all pointed to where we wanted to go. Yeah. And they, it just worked in great. I thought it was a very encouraging, affirming mm-hmm. morning um, and all pointed back to the gospel. Mm. It was we, good. We also, we read a long mm-hmm. passage of scripture. Mm-hmm. Entire and, chapter. And, yeah, right. And, right. you know, just, I think we probably deal with this, but having preached before, sometimes you're like, is it okay to read that much, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I found myself, as you were reading through it in the moment and following along, I was like, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just just to read and hear that sure. whole mm-hmm. narrative in of its entirety. Like, what Jesus pause, is going through and experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just... And, and like you said, every element from the full scripture reading to the music, to the preaching, to the mm-hmm. Lord's Supper, it, it all seemed to just come together and really point mm-hmm. toward this is what Christ has done for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, it was a very worshipful moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not that most Sundays aren't, but it just just really just drew yeah. our attention in, I think, yesterday. It's mm-hmm. interesting you mentioned the reading because I had the same response. Just the deeper we got into the reading of Josh just going just straight through the chapter, um, being able to just sit and soak and let it kind of roll over Without a pause, without mm. breaking anything down, and just letting the scripture speak um, mm-hmm. was really meaningful. Yeah. Well, we kind of got thespian Josh too, right? You know, so it's it a very dramatic <laughs> reading. Thespian. <laughs> Have you ever been called that before, Josh? <laughs> well, uh-huh. I, in high school, I was in the thespian society. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I, I that's did why poor, we got thespian Gump. Josh. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> we got we got the very dramatic version of the reading, uh, which I right. it was great, yeah. man. It really yeah. was. It was a good time. Yeah, if y'all could see my face looking at Josh about this <laughs> thespian career in high school, it was good. I did, I did uh, the monologue after Jenny dies and Forrest Gump. Uh, and anyway, yeah, that was did my, you really? Yeah, yeah. That was my monologue. So what wow. I'm what I'm Next gathering? Podcast. Did you do it with the accent? I did. Yeah, it was wow. great. Oh so what I'm gathering <laughs> is like Josh could be a mime. Right? I could. Uh, he could. He could. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't nice know. try. Yeah, uh, nice try. So, so next week we're either talking about. Easter, or we're talking about Josh's career as, as, a, a, as a reader. Wait, <laughs> I, I just want to know, would, do you care to do a demonstration of the, the Forrest Gump for Forrest Gump. No, no, yeah. I do not. I, yeah, awesome. uh, Maybe another day. Maybe another day. Oh, well. But get, getting us back on track, <laughs> where we have just awfully uh, fa- fallen off the wagon and can't even see it anymore. Um, I think the favorite thing about yesterday for me is when we sang uh, When I Survey the Wondrous mm-hmm. Cross because I think that song is more of a lament um, and, and almost just um, a, a song of heartbreak mm. um, that when I see that cross, mm. I see love and sorrow, but I also see my sin and I see my pride and I see mm. I see those things mingling together. And and the fact that it's in a minor key, the fact that it... it it doesn't necessarily build and it and it doesn't necessarily resolve, I think was appropriate mm-hmm. for that moment. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I think too often um 
this is not a shot at our worship ministry, but but too often we view worship as only happy, as only positive, as only, it can only be the best, and we have to smile, and we have to put on the face if we want to tell the world that Jesus is king. And I think there's something, too, that we have a king that is different than anything else mm-hmm. that, that meets, that primarily meets us in our brokenness. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole picture that's of right. Christmas and the gospel, that that he came in our darkness, after 400 years of nothing, he comes and meets with us, and he's never going to leave us nor mm-hmm. forsake us. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to that for me yesterday is what what broke me. Um, mm-hmm. I, was, I was talking to, to folks at lunch and then to Katie last night. Uh, when I, th- I was so appreciative that God was gracious to me because sometimes when you just when you hear the story over and over, you read it over and over, it's like anything. You can get calloused mm-hmm. to it. It's not that it's not real. It's not that it's not fresh. It's just that you've you've read it or been immersed in it or you've studied it so much. It's kind of like, okay, it just is. Yeah. But there was something about responding in that moment to that song um, that after we read 19, John 19, and then we're singing that song, it was for whatever reason, like God allowed me a vision uh, that was something new, just something, something that I have not experienced mm-hmm. before, and it broke me in all the greatest of ways. And I was so thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I would say that we we probably, um, it would be good for us to to sing songs of lament mm-hmm. because that's probably going to be closer to where we really are yeah. mm-hmm. than always just being happy and anthems of God's going to have a breakthrough and this and that. Because in reality, we live in a broken world and we're broken people and we have a God who's going to be faithful to meet us there. Mm. You know, I'm sorry. No, I'm going to let you go. (laughs) (laughs) I was just, I was thinking as you were saying that, that, um, you know, our tendency a lot of times because we have the full story is we read this chapter in chapter 19, Mm -hmm. but we read it with the resurrection in mind Mm -hmm. and from the other side of the cross. And yet when... When they were living out chapter 19... They didn't have it. They were living in what you're talking That's about. Right. They were living in the, oh, no, my world is coming apart here, mm-hmm. and everything that I expected and everything that I thought and everything that I hoped is crashing in mm-hmm. in the biggest of ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I think you're right. The songs that put us back into that frame of mind, which is where we live a lot of our life, mm-hmm. even as believers, right? We live still in the in the here and now and the brokenness. Yeah. Um, so that's a good reminder for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a longing in that mm-hmm. moment yes, yeah. of what's yeah. next. And Josh, just to affirm you, and I know we're jumping to the end of the sermon, but I, what, I, what I found really strong yesterday is when you revealed that inside part of you that, that is longing for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that's what's so beautiful about being a follower it's more than the right, the wrong. It really is the relationship. It, it is that longing for him. And and I think sometimes when we, we think of preaching, sometimes we can fall off the cliff on either way. Either it's really highly emotional and it's all a big cheerleading session, or it's let's just give to you know, give real clear truth and mm-hmm. biblical foundational truth. But there's something really special when when we sense in you that desire and that longing, mm-hmm. and it, it encouraged me mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. It made me long for that, mm-hmm. you know, in a way to think, yeah, I, I want to know him like that. I want to love mm-hmm. him like that. Not mm-hmm. just follow him, not just do what he says, mm-hmm. not just do the right thing, not just... You can deeply believe and be mm-hmm. deeply 
committed to what you believe and still miss the intimacy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that happens sometimes, even in my own life. Mm-hmm. And I felt that yesterday mm-hmm. of being deeply committed to the mission and being deeply <laughs> committed to what the church is called to do. Yeah. And miss the longing just to see him and be mm-hmm. with him. In so. fact, I almost wonder if we don't have a uh, a tendency toward one extreme or the other. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you we know, do. we we either get really heady and really intellectual, mm-hmm. and it's all it's information, mm-hmm. or it's really emotional, really mm-hmm. passionate and touchy feely, yeah. and and we without the depth, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I really appreciate about uh, about where we are here, and I, and I think where we're headed, because um, I, I think we're we're becoming right. You know, mm-hmm. is that there, I feel like there is a healthy balance mm-hmm. of that. You know, we can wrestle with the deep theological and intellectual sorts of things, but also we uh, we can have you know uh, that intimacy and, mm-hmm. and sort of uh, passion and, and emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we saw all of that displayed. In our worship this week, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, absolutely, mm. yeah, good stuff. Um, so, of course, as, as we already said, we were, were we were in uh, uh, John chapter nineteen, and, and uh, of course, we've already established that the, the service was broken up. It was mm-hmm. it sort of structured differently than we would normally uh, sort of structure it. So, we had the the reading of the full chapter. We sang, uh, and then Josh, you came back and and. Uh, and preach for, you know, probably a little more brief time than you would normally. Um, but, uh, you know, so it was, it was really great. And I know there's so, several things we, we, we've mentioned that we want to bring up and talk about. Uh, a couple of them might uh, be a little, a little deep. It might take a little time. Um, but let's, let's talk about real quick. So what is, uh, because in, in verse 30, um, you know, we see Jesus, he's, he's on the cross and, mm. And he actually says, uh, it is finished, mm-hmm. you know? And so you, you spoke to that a little bit on Sunday. Um, you know, so when Jesus says that in this passage, so what, what is he saying really? I mean, what, what is finished? Yeah. He says that. So, so that's the, I think the greatest question, uh, that, that we, we need to answer as believers. Right. Uh, so, so we kind of gave a little disclaimer English translation, we have the three words, it is finished, and then, but this phrase is one word in the Greek, uh, and and there are variations through this of, of this idea of finished or complete, like Paul would use it, talking about running his race uh, that was set before him, like he's completed that. So there, there's a, a root of this word, but the word that he uses is to telestai. Uh, and that is way butchering. That is a South Mississippi ac- <laughs> accent trying to say a, Southern Greek, a, a, re- <laughs> a really important Greek word. Uh, but the idea behind it is that this is not just finished, but it's completely finished forevermore. Uh, so, for example, um, where Paul would say, I have run the race that has been marked out for me. I have finished what has been there. Now you go and finish yours. That would be the implication. Okay. This is not the same thing. That's why it's a different word here. And Jesus would say, I have finished this and there's nothing else left to do. Nothing. And so what did he finish? Well, if you go back to last week when we were in 18 and then you go back to where we were that, that when we started, we read through uh, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Um, uh, that is my tongue is all tied up in that moment. Uh, <laughs> That he wanted the cup to pass from him. 
right? And yeah. and what the cup represented and what the cup held was the wrath of God for all sin, and Jesus drinks it in its entirety, mm-hmm. and there's nothing else left to do. So for a, for practical purposes for us, he paid the price of sin. Mm-hmm. There's there's no more paying for our sin for believers. Okay, so where that comes into play for us actually and practically. If you believe that Jesus is who he says he is and has done what he says he has done, then we cannot and should not try to repay for the sin that we've caused mm. because he's already paid it. Mm-hmm. The struggle with that is, though, if, if you don't believe that that's true, then you're going to spend your life trying to make good on all the bad you've ever done. That's right. Mm. And the problem with that is you don't have enough good in you to make up for all the bad that's in you. Mm. And so that is a cycle that will lead you down a path that is never ending. Mm. Yeah. It is hellacious on this side of eternity and will continue on the other side of eternity because effectively you have not trusted in the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Therefore, you've not trusted in him at all. Mm. And I think that is the the beauty and the freedom that the gospel offers to us is an opportunity to come fully exposed. We are the sinners that we are, and Jesus knows that about us. God knows us fully, but has applied the grace of Jesus Christ to us, and therefore we are now free not to continue in sin, mm-hmm. but to walk in, as free men and free women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that—that that is the invitation that we have. Mm-hmm. So if you believe this is true, it's going to offer a life to you like you've never thought imaginable. But if you don't, If you're religious and you don't believe that that's true, man, that's going to be a hard deal because every time you mess up, you're going to try to make it right, and you Mm -hmm. can't. You don't have enough in you. So I'm sorry to tie this back to what I said earlier, yeah. but it ties because if you don't live in that freedom, intimacy is impossible. Mm -hmm. To long for him, Mm -hmm. you're afraid Mm -hmm. of him. Terrified, That's right? And, and it's funny. I, I don't was, want to see him until I have enough money to pay him. Yeah, or until mm-hmm. I've been yeah. good enough yeah. to to right. earn it. Um, we did the devotional last night with my kids, and I don't want to tell on them, but it was it was interesting because one of the questions was if Jesus walked in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're talking about celebrities walking in the door and the excitement we would have, and then what what if Jesus walked in the door? And it was this hesitation of I think I'd be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be scared because I've thought about all the things. And they were like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I thought about all the dumb things I did today. And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure I would want. Mm -hmm. But that is is the feeling that Mm -hmm. we have if we don't live in the freedom of what he has done for us, uh, the completeness. It is finished. You don't have to be embarrassed when he walks in the door. Um, There's there's safety there. Mm -hmm. Well, without that, man, intimacy is a... You just run after it, and you can't find it because right. mm-hmm. you're you're too afraid. Mm-hmm. And 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 to to tie this to our earthly relationships, if it's not real and authentic and abiding, like like this isn't natural to you, and you're not in it, and we don't know what it is, then we try to make it. Mm-hmm. And like for us in our in our earthly relationships with our spouses, sometimes we'll get in a bad way with them, and we try to buy back their affection. Yeah. So we, we go get the Becomes gifts and we go right. do the things and and our and we bring it to them not in joy and excitement of I've been an idiot. Look what I've done for you. But <laughs> in a you know, we show up with the roses, we show up with the chocolate, we show up with the, the things. We're like, please yeah. forgive me, please. Yeah. That's already been done in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like 
Like when he said that, it is finished, that anguish on the cross, like it is all taken care of. And now what we get to walk in is freedom. And I think that's why Paul writes in the way that he does in the New Testament, because you have that tension of people who are still really Jewish, really religious. And Paul is, is speaking to them to encourage them to come out of that. And then there are the Gentiles who don't know this God. And right. he's saying, look, you got to know him. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. There's a freedom that we are to walk in Absolutely. that so many times we miss it. Absolutely. Yeah. You use the word, um, I, I think this was a quote, Christ pleased God for us. Mm-hmm. That's and good. Uh, when I heard that, I just thought, you know, so often in life, we I think we wonder, is God pleased with us? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and we imagine almost stacking up the good and the bad, and oh, he's going to see all this bad and not enough good. But that is what Christ did for mm-hmm. us. He, he mm-hmm. by paying that price, he pleased God for us. And there's a freedom Gosh. if we can settle into that, yeah. right? If we can really learn. And it's not, as you mentioned, it's not a freedom to, well, then I can pretty much live how I want to, right? Because right. it's been done. It's been right. paid. But it's I have the freedom not to live that way uh, because of what he's done. Yeah. And, but I don't have to live in fear mm-hmm. every day. Uh, For me, I think yeah. this is the hardest part that people have a hard time grasping. Because this is something that seems to be the most unbelievable, which is crazy. Because we can believe that Jesus has made a way for us not to spend an eternity in hell and we can go mm-hmm. to heaven. So for many times, believers, that's not an issue. Like, sure, I believe yep. that he, he died so I can go to heaven when I die. But to actually live every day as if the grace has been applied to you completely yeah. mm-hmm. just uh, doesn't feel that's... right. Uh-uh. Yeah. Because, in my estimation, because we believe we are absolutely unredeemable mm-hmm. because of all we've done and all we believe. And, and probably, if we were honest, all that we long for, mm-hmm. like the carnal stuff inside mm-hmm. of us that we would die if people actually found out mm-hmm. we desired. Mm-hmm. And we think, God, you, you know that about me and you still love me? Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. true. That's the freedom. I, I that's the gospel. That's a... That's a Good point, because it's not always for us, well, he knows what I did. Mm-hmm. It's he knows who I am. Today. I mean, he knows like what's going on inside of me right now yep. that I think makes it hard. And then I, I think the other part of it is just we have a very real enemy that just keeps reminding us oh, of the stuff, right? He's the great accuser. He does not want us to yeah. believe yeah. that that the debt really has been paid and that God really is pleased with us. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think you're right. They're constantly being accused, but I think there's also... Um, a warped picture of when we say God loves me. Mm-hmm. It's not full. It's not complete. And I'm going back to my kids, but often my kids see, oh, daddy's constantly disappointed in me, mm. but daddy still loves me. Mm. And and it's this picture of uh, because I'm so broken in the way I parent, we I model for them this disappointment that they don't meet up to the standards. I'm not pleased, mm. but I still love you. Mm-hmm. And so when we say God loves you, I don't know that they often, I don't know that I do. I know I don't. I don't receive the freedom of what it means when it says he loves me. Mm-hmm. We can think he's, yeah, he loves me, but he's but still he's still really, un- yeah. not, <laughs> right, he's, right. I still really should be ashamed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he loves me. Yeah, he loves yeah. me. Right. But I'm still really ashamed and he's surely not pleased with me. Mm-hmm. And those that's a, um, that's a distorted picture sometimes that I think... Um, Mm-hmm. You really hit yesterday when mm-hmm. it is finished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Wow, that led into a whole lot more than I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good. Uh, no, no, it is. It's really good. Um, so uh, now, so this this is maybe maybe a deep a, a deep thing, and this might take the rest of our time. Actually, I'm not saying anything on this one. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this will talk. But I think it I think it bears uh, worth addressing because it was a. It was a piece of this. It was a Gethsemane. Come on, Gethsemane, say it with me. It was a specific question from a listener. So, Sean, you received a question. Yeah, let Sean take it from someone. Sean, you haven't talked about it. Can I answer it too? Yeah. So, the question and answer was and the question was, was Christ's death only sufficient for the saints? In other words, was the atonement. That when in that moment it was finished, was it only for those who would believe, um, or is it for all the world, like all? So, and so I I get the question right. So it gets um, into the idea of limited atonement. That's right, and um, I could see if you go to extremes in either direction, you end up in really bad places, right? Um, and I think this may go back to. Um, Several podcasts ago, when we start talking about um, this whole idea, uh, Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. right? That it's not my place to sit in a seat of judgment, right? Because um, if I'm not careful, I start, I start letting those two things. That if Christ's atonement was for all the world, and I take it to the extreme, then it puts me in a place of going, well, I don't need to do anything, mm-hmm. right? So, because eventually it takes me, it takes me to a place of universalism, right? That the atonement's complete, so Somehow eventually everybody is going to be yeah. saved. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go the other direction, it leads me to a place of of uh, me standing of going, well, who who do I want to apply the atonement to? Yeah, and and so I think mm-hmm. it goes back to a little bit of what we talked about last week mm-hmm. that, that that God knows, right? It's the whole omniscience of God. But um, but we don't, and and so um, so yeah. I, I think the the initial thing is that Jesus' death does satisfy the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Like so, like let's just leave it there. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, if I place my faith in Christ, and I'm placing my faith in that His atonement was good enough, was complete, was finished for me. Mm. Um, And so, um, yeah, you could trek down all kinds of, I think, academic Mm -hmm. paths. That's right. But ultimately, if I understand that it's finished, that Christ's atonement has satisfied, has pleased God, why would I not want someone else to know that Mm -hmm. and experience that and embrace Mm. that? And so... So my my understanding of that on what's been done for me, I, I heard you talking just as I was listening. You talk about your kids, and I think for all of us, when we have those moments, and I think yesterday was a great one, when we have those moments of realizing, oh yeah, yeah, he has finished it. That it moves me into a place of intimacy. Mm-hmm. That I go, I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for Jesus mm-hmm. and what he's done. And so it, it moves me out of the place of fear of going, and if he walks through the door, mm-hmm. I just I just want to run to him. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I want to embrace him. I want to see him. Like, I, I'm grateful in that moment. Um, and so I, I think 
for us to, you can always do academic exercises of trekking into limited atonement. I think the ultimate question is, do, if, if I say I'm a believer, do I, do I embrace and do mm-hmm. I trust in and do I see mm-hmm. what, what that atonement means for me mm-hmm. and where does it, where does it now lead me in my worship of him and mm-hmm. living for him? Am I telling others about him? So I would, I think that's how I would answer that without having the, that's good. That's a great answer. word. No, I mean, that's, that's a great word. I would, uh, I think this, this verse echoes that John three seventeen and 18. Right. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So mm-hmm. we're excited about that. Christ has come to offer salvation, not judgment. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's this time. He'll come again in judgment. But as it stands now, as we sit here today, Christ came to save. Verse 18 says this, but whoever believes in him is not condemned. So right now, but whoever does not believe is already Very condemned, condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think for for that, I think there's an answer in the question, uh, answer to the question, um, that that Christ's atonement is for all who would come, mm-hmm. all who would believe. Let them right. let them come. And and whether whether you you know in your mind you want to say well. Who, who are those people? Well, that's, that's for God to know. Absolutely. That's not for us to know. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is our job to go tell the whole world um, because they're not going to know unless we tell them. That's right. That's right? right. How, how can they hear unless somebody mm-hmm. preaches it? Mm-hmm. And so that is our call, I believe, mm-hmm. as, as, as right. disciples of Christ. Uh, man, we're not, we're not him. We don't have to get hung up in the mm-hmm. who's in and who's out, man. We, we're supposed to get hung up in the, man, we got to tell the yeah. whole world. Why? Because he told us to go tell the right, whole world. Right. Uh, and he's going to come back yeah. one day. And we're going to give an account for what and, we've done. And, and I would say along those lines, if you're listening, you, because when you hear a question like that, you go, "Okay, where did that question come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, purely an academics? Is this a person mm-hmm. that's just they love to think through the bigger sure. thoughts, whatever, and maybe they're just kind of wrestling with it, uh, or is that the person that somehow is thinking about their own life and going, does it count for me? Does what he did mm-hmm. with what I know of myself, with what I know I've done, with what I know I am?" Can that really pay the price for me? Yeah. Yeah. And the answer is yes, yes. absolutely, without yeah. a doubt. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I would just say if there's anybody that's... listening to this that's wondering, uh, yeah, that's that's me. I wonder mm-hmm. if when y'all talk about all the price has been paid and everything, does that can that include me with what I have done, with what my life has looked like? And uh, that is a resounding yes. That's right. Yes. And, so and in case anybody needs this, and I don't think you do, but if you did, there is no sin mm. that Christ can't forgive mm. and no life he can't redeem. That's right. Okay? That doesn't mean that there are not consequences to sure. decisions right. that we've made sure. and sin <laughs> that we've been a part of. But as far as redemption mm. and restoration back to the Father, mm. this is how powerful this blood is. This That's is how right. powerful the atoning uh-huh. sacrifice of Christ was. That's why when we took the Lord's Supper at the end of our time, there's this picture that that Jesus is painting to his disciples as they are in the upper room. This is like literally the day before he is going into the garden. And he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. This is something brand new, something that, that has never been before. And the covenant is a promise, right? So typically in a covenant, you would have a power and a powerless. Uh, so if you're Old Testament scholar and you remember your Old, Old Testament and your Hebrew, um, your, your suzerain and vassal treaties, mm-hmm. uh, you have the ones who have all the power and authority here, and then you have the ones who don't. But everybody brings something to the table. Uh, and as Jesus makes this clear, hey, there's something new. 
And a lot of times we want to say, okay, well, the new covenant is, okay, we're no longer with God in us. Now it's with Jesus in us. That's a wrong view of this oh. new covenant mm-hmm. because the new covenant is God the Father and God the Son. Jesus steps in where we couldn't. Mm-hmm. So in all the ways we were insufficient, Jesus comes in right. to our life and redeems all of that. And by taking that supper, what we're saying is we are identifying as his. Mm-hmm. And now because of what he's done, we have that righteousness imputed to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Was... So when we stand to the Father, it is not as the broken, powerless anymore, as the ones who couldn't keep the end of the treaty. We now stand as one who has right. because of what Christ has done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we come to the covenant, we don't come because... Or we would come to the Father. We don't come because this is what we've done. Look at our life. We've accomplished this. We've done this for ourselves. We've kept the law. No, you didn't. The only hope we have in this life is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And he is the new covenant that we have. That's why that Lord's Supper is so special Mm -hmm. for believers, because it's in that moment saying, I am no longer in and of myself. I give myself completely to Christ. Mm -hmm. I am his and he is mine. And that is what makes me right with the Father. That's mm. good work. Let's sing a song. Do an altar call. Amen. Right now, call. That's right. I'm gonna start writing checks to. To what? <laughs> to what? <laughs> <laughs> to writing checks to. Where are you going? Well, I was gonna say Broadmoor, <laughs> but then I said I maybe to Josh. <laughs> oh, I, felt, I felt moved to give. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, going back to the beginning of the podcast. Remember when I talked about I listened back and listened for all the things. Uh, that you uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was probably one yeah, of them. Stop right little there. Little I don't even need to listen back for no, that. So. You got it. Um, no, <laughs> no, it was really great. Uh, so, you know, and I know our, our time's running short. So, uh, but I, I, I just got to say that as we've gone through, you know, last week, chapter 18, this week, chapter 19, um, it's been really fun for me to see things that, that I, I guess I just sort of, mm-hmm. you, you sort of miss in the story. Yeah. We talked about it last week, how you, you become familiar with these stories sure. and you miss little details, but uh, just the ways in which you see Jesus in, in, in this whole thing, the arrest, his, his trial, his crucifixion, mm-hmm. like asserting little, like, you know, we talked about it last week that, that, you know, we tend to sometimes feel pity for mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, that he's, he's endured this and like, yeah. but like these little glimpses that he's, he's in control, you know, like the, the, the statement time. in the beginning of this chapter to, to Pilate, you know, yep. and Pilate says, don't you know who I am? Like, I have the, I have the authority to release you or to condemn you. And, and Jesus is like, well, you wouldn't have any authority mm-hmm. if it weren't for, you know, Coming my father that gave it to you. <laughs> and, um, and so I just, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it just, it's a great, great little perspective and reminder that, you know, yeah. this is God's plan. This is not right. something that's surprising or, mm-hmm. or like is happening to Jesus. Right. Uh, like mm-hmm. this is, this is the plan. Yeah. Um, so I'm so excited so for this this Sunday and Easter. Uh, it's going to be a great day. And Saturday. Yes. Saturday so, and Saturday. Which, I hope you're here Saturday. Yes. Oh, yeah, Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have that on your calendar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's a little out of the norm, but uh, I guess we should go ahead and like just officially say it here. We, we do have three services this weekend. Um, we have a Saturday night service on uh, at 6 o'clock. Uh, that is our first Easter service. And then on Sunday, we have two services, uh, one at 9.30 and one at 11 o'clock. And so um, bring your family. All three services are the same. So our Saturday night service is the same as the Sunday morning services. Uh, but but pick and, and, and come and be a part of, of uh, all that 
is going to take place here on Easter. It's going to be an exciting weekend. Always, you know, as it is, as is true for every church in the world, you know, Easter Sunday is like, it's, it's, it's the big Sunday. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. So I'm just rooting for churches, man. I just, I I know that's when a lot of people go to church and some, I I hate when believers, uh, people who call themselves believers make fun of people who go to church at Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. But man, what an opportunity mm-hmm. churches have Absolutely. this Sunday to right. to tell them about the God who loves them. That's right. Yeah, That's right. man, we're just we're rooting for them. We're praying. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, as always, thank you. A great great discussion and a great time together. Mm-hmm. So, always yeah. fun. And uh, Mark, I'll, I'll come back with notes for you later in the week. So. <laughs> Please do. Um, let, let me know where I can sharpen up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Corey has editing power, I think. Then he is something like maybe edit that out. I'm all in. He would never edit. <laughs> yeah. that. I think we ought to be inspired to give to Bromwell Baptist Church. <laughs> yes. And, and or Josh Brown. Or Josh Brown. <laughs> or, <Josh Brady. laughs> or the podcast. Actually, or actually, podcast. now Josh, I will say I will write a check if you come back with that Forrest Gump impression. Yes. So. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go brush up on it. It's been uh, twenty. Years. Been a minute. <laughs> this year. Yeah. I cannot uh, picture you doing Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, I can. I can. The voice? <laughs> That's going to be fantastic. Uh, well, guys, thank you. Uh, love you guys. Always great. Love you, man. Yeah, thanks. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.